Hello. Welcome to the Digi Dunce Podcast. My name is Seth. I'm Matthew. And we're going to be talking about uh, the Digimon trading card game. Uh, there's a couple things. Uh, BT8 has been out for, what is it, two weeks now, I want to say? Uh, yeah, probably three since pre-release. Uh, yeah, true. And so uh, we've got some event results in, so the meta is kind of taking its, uh, its pretty definitive shape. And uh, there's some interesting things, I think, to talk about in this format, for sure. Uh, yeah, Imperial not best at it. Yeah, surprisingly. I think Imperial, like, is not doing anywhere near the numbers that, like, we thought it was going to do going into the set. That's true. Fan favorite definitely was not top pick. And a lot of surprising decks popping up. I don't think anybody expected Bealstarmon Control to, like, resurface after BT6. Yeah. Uh, Imperial... Uh, what else is... In, uh, look... Lord Armor Luke Rush. Is gone. Armor Rush, yeah, I think is like Armor not as Rush. popular as a. Uh, it's ev- definitely not. Doing people as good were as people, people were freaking out that it was gonna be just like jamming the format, and it has not been that. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with Armor Rush is like anybody that played during any format before BT six, like Rookie Rush, was such a big problem. No matter how many new cards we got, no matter how much the game evolved, like. Rookie Rush existed. Like, BT6 was just fancy Rookie Rush. BT7 was Rookie Rush on, like, uh... On Bubble Force, yeah. Yeah, so, like, anybody's like, okay, Rookie Rush takes over a format. So it's a very understandable, like, thing to be scared of. Concern, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what... There's other... I know words. (laughs) Black War Greymon? Like, we definitely haven't seen too many good results for it. Uh, yeah, I don't think you know, anyone was, like, it, super hype on that deck, but it's definitely, like, a deck that I think feels very good, but, like, isn't putting up results. It's definitely anti-meta. It's a good pick that, like, it has good cards, and it's going to really take somebody to sit down, play with the build, and, like, see what's kind of broken. There's a lot of good lists going around, so I get a lot of good cards. Like, Black, you have some of the best removal cards in the game. Red, you have some of the most aggressive, like, stacks that you can make. So it's going to take somebody to really meld those two together. So hear me out. I think the reason Black War... I think the number one, like, bait card in that deck is Dark Gaia Force. Yeah, I, th- but like, I think you should be on either Gaia Force or some Black Removal card instead. So, Dark Gaia Force is a really good card, but it's only good when it's played from hand. Yeah. The best thing about uh, Gaia Force is you get your main effect from security. But Dark Gaia Force is different where you only get it's to delete It's just a Gaia Force, yeah. Yeah, it's just Gaia Force and it's like it feels bad. But something that I'm kind of seeing popping up that's an amazing tech is uh, level 8 D Digivolve your whole board. Buy one. Uh... Which one was that again? Uh, uh, eight play cost. Yeah, it looks like hard. I don't know. Not ultimate. Fl- not ultimate flare. Ultimate flare. Yeah. Well, ultimate, ultimate flare. DJ. Yeah, DJ. DJ. One guy by three, and then wipe everything. Play cost three or less. Yeah. There we go. I do think that that card is prime to make in. Not necessarily a research. I think it is definitely nice right now because that like clowns on Mastamon. Stacks again. 
People are like, building big stacks again. This is true. It's it's very good. And like, oh, you're gonna like try to go wide against me with uh with armor rush. That's fine. Hit that flare. Let me just just eat the whole get rid damn of that. thing. It's it's an amazing card. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised more. if we start seeing it go up more. Yeah. There were some topping lists I wanted to look at. Uh, Mario's Gaming World had a tournament recently with some uh, uh, some examples that I think really show what like the meta is. Uh, in first place, there was a X antibody list. This list, I think, I think this deck. I don't want to say it came out of nowhere. I think it is good way earlier than people thought it was going to be good. Antibody <laughs> definitely a deck that if you commit to it, you will do good. Yeah, because like. We definitely know that it gets good in BT9 because X Antibody the set. But I think people were thinking that it wouldn't be good until then. Or not that it wouldn't be good, but like it wouldn't be too. was waiting for Alphamon. Yeah. Like they were waiting for new Alphamon. But yeah, like pretty standard list from Mario's uh, four Dorimon. Uh, pretty much four and three ofs of every name. Two Alphamon, two Dorugamon. Three Oriumon and uh, one Metal Cannon. That card is, I think, very silly. I love Metal Cannon. He's on four Black Memory Boost, which yeah. obviously as Mario would go for it. As Mario would say, the deck sh searches a lot, but you don't draw that many cards. Metal Cannon just draws you half your deck. There you go. Uh, I I when I first saw this list, I saw four Black Memory Boost. And all like I'm obviously I'm not the person who won an event with this deck, but that is I think the most suspect amount of memory boosts I've ever seen in a deck. <laughs> I mean, look at yellow. That's true. They, they will chill it for all day long and be happy about it. They will gladly pass turn to you to search for a rapid monitor jet silver. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have not read the effect text on, like, 90% of the uh, X-Antibody deck. Nobody does. Or like, Yu-Gi-Oh players now. I know what Darugamon does, and I know what, like, the searchers do. Because when my opponent plays them, they flip cards. Yeah, I mean, it's like, cool, get decoys, sure, that's a neat gimmick. Uh, reboot, uh, blocker. Uh, Horsarimon's like, hey, if you put something under it by an effect... Your next Digivolve costs two less, and we can't get deleted by effects, which is, like, really neat. That's, like, the yeah. coolest thing about that deck, is not getting deleted by effects. Yeah. They play Sunarizmon, <laughs> and I think that that card is, uh... Oh, never mind, they're playing a different... Uh, did they put in the wrong Sunarizmon? Uh, for this is list. it showing the Digiverse one? It is showing the Digiverse one instead of the uh, the level 6 one. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is definitely the wrong one. Okay, so assuming they were on the uh, the promo Sunarizamon. They 100% were on promo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that that card is uh, crazy, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, like Inheritable Security Attack plus 1 if you're 13k over. Which Alphamon's like Hey, just spend memory to, like, boost me up. Oh, get memory back at end of attack. And then, and then uh, if it's on effect, board, it yeah. gets uh, piercing, so, like... Yeah, I great. think there's there's very few rookies in the game right now that, like, 
aside from like the searchers that have like such a good effect main late game. Yeah, it's definitely probably one of the best rookie inheritables. My only other argument this format I could see being made is Patamon. Starter deck Patamon just because it makes your rapid mon three. Oh, we'll get to starter deck Padawan. Ooh, I got... Starter deck Padawan, the best investment. Uh, second place at the Mario's event was bl uh, Blue... or No, it wasn't Blue Hybrid. It was uh, Imperial Dramon. This is, uh, like we were saying earlier, a deck that I think is... Uh, while good, I don't think it is as powerful as people were hoping it would be in this format. I think... Uh, I think Paladin Mode is a card that looks scary on paper, but I haven't even seen it in, like, a topping list, I don't think. Never seen anybody use it in-game. Yeah. I think I the think... biggest downfall for the deck is you brick more often than, like, everything goes your way, and the deck is built in such a way that, like, you have searching capability... But it's still not enough, and you don't have room for more searching. Yeah, and your searchers don't even feel like the optimal plays, it feels like. Like, yeah. like the Vmon, you don't really want to play Vmon. You want to digivolve it off an egg, but, like, you need your searcher. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, drop Stingmon for three? Oh, Rapidmon just instantly kills Stingmon. Oh, Massamon just hell-sized Stingmon. I also feel like, compared to uh, a lot of the other two-color options, I think Mega Death is a lot lower on the on like the two-color option tier list than like a uh, Hell Scythe and even I know I called it Bay, but even like Dark Gaia Force like feels a lot stronger than Mega Death does sometimes. Yeah, playing Mega Death from hand just it feels bad, but that's like probably their best choice. That being said, uh, this list was on one Chimeramon. Keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, I mean, next up, people want to experiment with it. Uh, next up was uh, the third place list, which was a uh, Creepymon deck. Oh, the Lilith Creepymon. So I've been looking at like Myotismon based decks since like BT since like EX one dropped because. I think he's a funny-looking guy. I think that Creepymon is where we finally see the, like, four sets worth of Myotismon purple support come to fruition. No, Creepymon's the card we finally capitalize on when we're a master. We are a Lilith player, and we decide to get rid of half of our deck for no reason to look for two cards. So this list is on a pretty standard purple lineup. You know, it's got, like, the... Gazimons, Elecmons, the Kinkumon, and Promote. Uh, Promote package. Eismon in Scatter Mode. Three Chaos Mode. Three Werewolf Mode, three Chaos Mode. One Lilithmon, one Junomon. Junomon, uh, it just helps mill. Yeah. I remember right. Uh, Jack Raid, Deathclaw. I feel like Deathclaw is... I feel like three get this format. Yeah, I think three Deathclaw is maybe like hoping to catch your opponents lacking. Uh, uh, Deathclaw, this format is definitely not as powerful as it was the last format, but still a good card. Yeah. It uh, does get rid of a rapid mon. They were also on, are you ready for this? One Avenge Kid Mon. Low-key sleeper pick. They were ready for the that person who was who was trying to like 
sweep up the tournament with uh, Beale Starmon. Oh, but think about it. A lot of the top decks right now are on a lot of options. That is true. Like, you got Armor Rush, they have their Fire Rockets, they have their uh, Mass Change, Texture Change, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's Mass Change. We're playing Yu-Gi-Oh! It, it, it's Mass Change. You have uh, Mastamon that's usually on one to two Dead or Alives, four Hell Sides. They're starting to play their new card that grabs the top card of your opponent's Digimon, puts it in security, then burns it. Yeah, uh, green is on more options than, like, ever with Shivamon, because you're on, like, four Santi and the HPD, and a lot of decks are on some number of memory boost. Remember, folks, as Max Tapier says, Santi is worse than Thunder Laser. Max Tapera did say that Santi is just a worse Thunder Laser at one point. It is sad. It's a good card, though. It definitely helps, like, in your Imperial matchup, just because they can't do restanding shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was a blue hybrid list that won a tournament in New Zealand. This deck is, I think, a lot better than people thought it was going to be this format. I think people kind of, like, just assumed that yellow hybrid would be the only deck left in this uh, format. I think the biggest thing about blue hybrid is there's just so much hate for it. It's such a... Degenerate deck from last format. Nobody wanted to see it anymore. Like, it definitely got the status that like Lord Nightmon had, Bond of Friendship had. It's definitely up there. Like decks, people just yeah. hate to sit across from. Yeah, I think Yellow Hybrid will be joining soon. I think Yellow Hybrid already joined it. Honestly, last <laughs> format, even if it wasn't as good as like it felt like it was, that deck was infuriating. Yeah, but, like, Yellow Rapid Bond now is, like, the security control thing. Like, we're going to time all the time. Yeah. I think the craziest thing about Blue Hybrid is that it plays, like, almost nothing from BT8. Like, this yeah, list right Hawaii. here, this list here that won the New Zealand event, no BT8 cards. Uh, the, mean... the kid that was on a tear in uh, Mario's tournament, one copy of Innocence Blizzard, and that was it. Yeah, he was just on Innocence Blizzard, which is a good card. I I just think it's like this deck is surprisingly resilient to the format change, I guess. I feel like uh, yeah, I know words. In a format where like people are building big stacks again, you'd think that like the material strip deck would be weaker. But no, some, <laughs> somehow worst. this thing is still taking names. Being able to stun your opponent, Blue has just some of the most, like, screw you cards. Like, you got Hammer Spark, that's just free memory. You got Davis, that helps you search. You got Ice Wall, that's like, nah, you're not attacking. Yeah. Uh, so it's time to talk about the, uh, the bastard in the room, Yellow Hybrid. Favorite deck, best deck of format. Only deck I feel like usually playing. Uh, this deck makes me want to commit violent crimes. <laughs> uh, obviously, very quickly growing in infamy for its uh, power and resilience to any sort of interaction. Uh, very quickly proving that uh, recover was probably a mistake of a mechanic. Best mechanic in game. Worst and, mechanic uh, retaliation. And the deck that is causing buyouts, actually, for a couple cards. Uh, Cupimon is, uh, pretty high up right now. Starter deck Patamon is, like, what was it, like, five, six dollars? 
has fallen to around five dollars now, which is uh, much I'm very grateful. Rapidmon finally recovered, but was going for like fifteen dollars over this past weekend. Rapidmon, it's gonna have another buyout. There's yeah. just no way around it. It's we're it's having so more good. regionals, so. Uh, TK still probably the best yellow tamer ever. It's up there with Mimi where it's just so generically good that it's gonna be really hard to usurp it without just straight up power creeping it. Would you say TK and Kari's better than TK or TK? I think TK is probably... Because TK and Kari, uh, your opponent can kind of just like... Because, like, back in BT7, what your opponent did to beat Yellow Hybrid was just, like, build, May, a, like swing out once. build a board and then just, like, OTK you. And, like, TK and Kari do nothing in that matchup. But, like, yeah. TK... Zoe is also a very powerful tamer. Uh, Cody Mini and, TK. Yeah, Cody and Kari, uh, or new Kari. Surprisingly powerful. Cody is, like, very strong. I've, I Cody's was kind of taken aback by how good Cody is. Gain a memory if you're, like, swinging with dual colors, like, minus 2,000. Yeah. That's that's good. Uh, Fire Tornadoes, Wyvern's Breath, regular uh, lineup of options with the new addition of three yellow memory boosts, which I think was surprising to see in a hybrid list. Just because mm. I feel like you whiff on it a lot, right? Because, like... It whiffs um, on Susan, it whiffs on all the tamers and options. Yeah, but, like, you still... Have, so, you're running... At least... You're running at least four Pata, two Salmon, uh, eight of the level fours, and four Jet Selfies. And then it can also get your Elfani Mons. So, I mean, you're running... Like, half your deck is an uh, option. This deck is, yeah, this deck is running 24 targets, so it's just about half. Yeah, so, I mean... And you're burning through your deck so much because you got your TKs, you got this, you got that. You're Eden's javelin to draw a card. Yeah. Uh, I I thought it was just funny. I think it's, honestly, I feel like even more so than like the fact that half your deck is a target, I feel like I almost want to say this is to make up for the limiting of, member, of reinforced boost. Yeah. Would love to see the deck incorporate a uh, purple Kari and like get Hell Sifes in there. I found and out just... the worst interaction ever the other day. Uh, so I play Shivamon for those of you in the audience, and uh, I found out if your opponent puts you to one with two purple Kari in play, and then you unsuspend and rip the top card, they can gain two memory and uh... end your turn instantly. <laughs> Instant loop. Shiva gets no turns. You don't even draw for turn. <laughs> that is true because of your unsuspend phase. Good uh, interaction. Crazy. I should play more purple cards. Forget Shiva Ball. And then uh, the last big deck that I wanted to talk about is uh, Mastamon. This deck has been putting up, I don't want to say like bad results but i feel like this is another deck that like we thought like the general consensus was this was going to be running the format and it's good but it's definitely not like the best deck Massamon is the scariest deck in the hands of a good player this is true it is a very it is a very frightening deck to watch your opponent play 
it is like one of the most thanky decks of like the things you can have to do and like how you have to set your opponent up and it I don't know it's a it's a really hard just drop Magna Angelon give them seven memories what are they gonna do with it I mean (laughs) definitely drop your opponent to ten and let them pass you back to three they're not gonna do anything uh, but yeah, I uh, I think I'm not gonna lie. Even more so than like uh, Lusamon Chaos Mother the Mastamod, I think this deck lives and dies on the fact that uh, Starter Deck Gatamon got printed. It is an amazing card. Like that being card able to go into your so much. Going to Lady Debbie for one and Graceful Charity feels so good. Graceful Charity it's, for one is just amazing. It's dirty. Oh my and, god. Like, you're bringing it back with Hellside. You're bringing it back with Bastelon. It never leaves the board. It's and a that... searcher. It's a cost reducer, and then it DNA digivolves at the end of the turn. Like, good lord. That is definitely a card that maybe is a little too powerful. The worst thing is, I don't think it's, like, bannable or reservable. No, it definitely, like... It's just like you read that card and you're like, I need to out this now. Yeah, if it was. Maybe if it was like 6,000 DP or something, it could be a problem, but I feel like 4,000 is a pretty easy out. Yeah. Uh, goes under Nidhogg, you know. Ah, uh, Nidhogg. Everybody's worst fear when they step across a green player. Not <laughs> the new the only, cards. It's the, the only thing cards. to fear in green. That's the worst part. <laughs> I mean, promo Grand Kawaka exists. Yeah, but not right now. Not till uh, BT9. I mean, it's still a card that if you don't know how to play against it, it will ruin your day. Uh, this deck's on one's work defeat. Uh, purple memory boost is a surprising include here. Or I guess not super surprising. Just like, I think this is the first time that purple memory boost has seen play, right? Yeah, you didn't really play in a little Well... So you didn't purple... play it in Cherubi, you didn't play it in uh, Lilith Loop. Now hold on, the House of Cherubi was a yellow deck with purple cards. No, that deck was like purple and you played yellow rookies because Bushi Agumon had a rush. Yeah, but like, the best cards in the deck were yellow. No, Pokemon's a white card, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, but like... I mean, getting the effect off a of Pokemon, the deck calling your own Pokemon, it's a great feeling. Oh yeah, for sure. Great that was, feeling. That was, I think, the one purple deck that I've enjoyed playing was Cherubimon. You haven't played Lilith Loop yet. I, I'll never get a chance, because MDF is banned. Okay, you can play Lilith Loop without MDF. <laughs> it's not as fun, but you can do it. But yeah, those are the big meta decks that I think are... The uh the the names to be looking at this format. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about was uh changes from the Japanese format because I think this is the main set that we see that has like big differences from uh the Japanese bannings that they got late in the format and we got like two sets ago. Yeah, purple definitely got the hit because I think in Japan at this time they still had four eyes mon so they were chimera bonding for free. Which yeah. was just too broken. They still had MDF. They still so had Yellow MDF. Hybrid was even Yellow Hybrid was even better with four reinforce and four MDF. No, the what made 
what made MPF so broken was free Susans. Yeah. Three Susans, or like, I guess it's like three cost Susans. It's just too, too good. Uh, they still had four Savior Huckmon, which yeah. that deck, that deck was very popular in Japan still at this time, and it has fallen off the face of the earth here in the English format. Well, so the biggest difference is, uh, Japan's best of one. It is best of one, where Jessmon yeah. is very. That's where Jessmon shines. Yeah. Once you realize you're playing just one and like kind of play around it, it's great. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're playing online, and then your opponent's hand will magically float off screen every time they draw a card. Transcendent Sword magically goes into security, and you still lose the game. You do still lose the game when you put the Transcendent Sword in security. <laughs> and you lie about the die roll three times. Uh. But yeah, that is a that's a deck that is surprisingly not here. Uh, the Shivamon deck is, while it wasn't, like, tier 1 in the Japanese format, it is, like, it went from, like, tier 2 to, like, bad in English tier format. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the decks that it, like, hard-countered, you know, Yellow Hybrid, uh, Lilith Loop, uh, Jessmon to an extent with its, like, heavy play of, like, red options to secure attacks, just not there. And so instead yeah. you're... You're not locking your opponent out of their whole line of play. You are keeping them from hell-scything your boss monster. Yeah, like, Yellow doesn't really care because you usually have, like, a small guy on board. You just Rapid Mon for three, minus 6k to the Shiva Mon, then crash into it at Armor Perch. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? Oh, you had Retail? Ah, uh, doesn't matter, I Armor Perched. Yeah. Uh, I think that the deck is, as someone who plays it, I'm a little biased. I think the deck has better matchups against the cards we, the decks that we thought were going to be meta. But against, like, against Yellow Hybrid, it's an unwinnable game. Against Armor Purge, it is very rough. Uh, against Mastamon, it is very much a, like, 50-50 skill-slash-draw matchup. And against yeah, I think it. I think the deck has a very good imperial matchup, personally. It definitely depends how massive opens. Yeah, if they just have to like drop like uh, Gatomon or Magna Angelmon, you probably win the game as Shivamon. Yeah, if they can't like pop off fast, it just depends. Like once you turn them off of their options, it does feel pretty bad. But the thing about that is, a lot of people are starting to include that new eight cost option that just ruins Shivamon's day. The, uh... Are you talking about Ultimate Flare again? No, the Desperate thing. Uh, Desperate, Desperate, Desperate... Dead or alive. What's it called? Uh, Chaos Degradation. Uh, remind me what that one does. So, you put Shivamon on the top of your opponent's security, and then they trash the top of their security. Ah. Yeah, Feels that'll good. that'll do it. That will ruin their day. Uh, but yeah, I think that that is a deck that uh, green continues to be like the worst color in the fucking game four sets in a row. Don't worry, you get you get redeemed next set, or not next set, but set nine. Set nine, Grandis Kawagamon. I am so excited. Grandis Kawagamon, and y'all get Terriermon next set. I think. I'm not gonna lie. I think the card, the card to be most, uh, 
the card that would most help Shivamon right now is BT10 Cherrymon, actually, a card that's not even out in Japan. Uh, it's a level 5 uh, once per turn during your opponent's turn. While this Digimon is suspended, you can redirect one of your opponent's attacks to one of your suspended Digimon. So it's like yeah. blocker if your board's like already tapped out. Because the biggest... Go for it. Kind of interesting that green doesn't like show results that like it does in other formats. It's like Eldoradimon, a plus one security attack turtle, like did okay in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that ever saw play here. Oh, it did not. Uh, not even Gotcha Green. Yeah. Uh, man, that you want to talk about a green deck that I hated? Gotcha Green made me want to. I tried so hard with that deck, but it was. It was a gotcha deck, you know? I mean, that's the neatest thing about it. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, EX2 looks like it's going to be a lot of fun for green, and uh, BT9 is going to be where green finally gets put back on the map. Even if it is with another uh, boring-ass OTK deck. Yellow Hybrid will still exist for like the next two sets, because Yellow Hybrid D Reaper will be a fun deck. So, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, going into, like, moving forward with sets and stuff, uh, the death of blockers as, like, a type of card. I feel like, uh, I started playing in BT5, and, uh, back then it felt like every deck was playing its, like, level 4 blockers, because, you know, they were one-cost Digivolves. They typically, stat-wise, contested with every other level 4, even some level 5s. And now, I feel like ever since, like, last format they have just dropped off and i don't see us going back to them in future sets uh biggest thing about blockers was i think we didn't have as good as level fours as we used to have a lot of like deep on digivolve effects we're getting to a point where it's starting to feel more and more safe to like just hard drop a level four because it only costs four it's like one extra memory than your rookie yeah it's the game's just getting so much faster. Gone's like Nightmon mirror matches where like, oh, we're just dropping rookies, going into Petamons for one memory. Mm. Yeah. I, no words. I think it's another thing where it's like, it's so easy to punish just like a standing level four on your opponent's board now. Yeah. Like, every deck is running either, like, an option that kills it, or, like, a level 5 that, like, kills it on Digivolve. And the thing, like, blockers is format, if you came up against Armor Rush, when you check out a uh, Fire Rocket and Security, there just goes a blocker. Feels yeah. bad. Mecha Nori doesn't do that much against the deck when it feels like it should, but uh, Flamethrower gets up to 8k, Magnamon gets ridiculously huge. Yeah. Mechanorimon really was just like the last of that fucking era of cards though. Like like oh, yeah. oh, 07 to the fucking the the goat of all blockers. <laughs> it's definitely one of the top blockers that's ever existed. Like you Free set up win some... against fucking rookie rush. Set up some ties, drop a mechanori, drop a cranio, can't get depleted by DP reduction and stuff. Make it bigger on your opponent's turn and just 
sit back and enjoy. Just sit. Oh, man. That boy was just, like, probably out, you know? Yeah, and, like, most decks... Decks had to go through such crazy text to deal with Mechanori. Yeah. That's like when we were seeing Blue go on Aqua Viper and just random cards that nobody had ever seen. I was like calling from the depth or something. Uh, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's been so I just long remember since it like had Bond. I just remember Bond was on it. Man, speaking of EX One, when are we gonna see Diaboramon support again? Never. It's been t it's been two sets, and I already miss him. I mean, we didn't get Diaboramon. What we got some in BT One, then BT Five. So that was there like was, four sets. Uh, there was one in BT One. There was like an archetype in BT Two, an archetype yeah. in BT Five, and then an archetype in EX One. So like. Three and a half sets of support. Oh, we're still... And it was good for exactly one format. <laughs> I mean, it did EO to one, and I think... I think Diaboramon could still do... Okay in this format. It's definitely, like, a rogue matchup. Yeah. Maybe it's something I'll play test with. I don't know. But, uh... It... I think it's definitely a deck that, uh... I know where it's, I think it was one of the more fun decks to come out of EX1, considering how, like, ugly that format was. EX1 didn't even, like, make decks as scary. I, I guess the worst thing about it, it just, like, gave you boost. Mm, yeah. I'm almost under the opinion I wish, like, the EX sets would just get combined into, like, the closest set Yeah. that it got released next to, and we just didn't have EX sets. For EX1, I definitely feel that. For EX02, I feel like it almost feels like a full set, just, like, with less cards in it. Like, as far as, like, a complete sense of design feels. Like, EX1 felt like it was just, like, a... Like, it felt like a supplementary set in that we were, like, giving cards to archetypes that already exist. Whereas, uh... EX2 feels like it is trying to make new decks... Yeah, that's true. Like, XO2 is definitely like, here's decks that you can play. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think we've started getting spoilers yet for XO3. Uh, I don't believe so. I think we're still getting BT10 spoilers, aren't we? So, BT10 spoilers are over with. We just got our Tamer Party 5 spoilers. Oh, promos and Digimon Survive. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, but I didn't see what they were. Do we, do we know what they are now? Uh, we'll have an Agumon. If you have a Red Tamer in play, delete one of your opponents each one with 3,000 BP or less. All of these are all play effects. Labramon, if you have a Purple Tamer in play, delete one of your opponents on the threes. And then Falcomon, if you have a Yellow Tamer in play, one of your opponents' Digimon gets minus 2,000 BP until the end of your opponent's next turn. So these are like rookies designed to punish your opponent if they break. <laughs> yeah. It's cute, you know. Maybe I mean, one I, or two of them will see playing something. I'm down for, like, a new Falcon one. I miss, like, card dropping the two-cost chicken. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got BT-10 spoilers yet. Uh, well, the uh, special anniversary Alphamon is going to be the equivalent of a Ghost Omni Chase. That's saying a lot, considering that 
Ghost Omnis are like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, Alphamon's definitely a fan favorite Digimon. I don't know if they'll ever hit like the eight hundred range, but which is crazy because like so I didn't watch the show growing up, but like I had even like I knew about like some Digimon, never heard of Alphamon until like until fucking BT six came out. Only reason to know about Alphamon's the video games, the hacker memories. Yeah. Only reason. Apparently, it's like the protagonist of the uh, like the CG movie from like two thousand one. Uh, like the X antibody Digimon. Yeah. Oh, there is an X antibody movie, isn't there? Yeah. Uh. uh oh. So an interesting card that I think was very uh, hyped about, but I feel like is kind of not shown up as much as we thought it would is Chimeramon. I think, uh, so Chimeramon, the white level 5 that has uh, uh, Jogress Digivolve over two level 4s of any color, uh, so reads like a very, very powerful card, right? Like, on paper, this is basically a level 5 boss monster for any deck that can fit it. And it has... In the list that we were looking at, it showed up as one copy in, like, a third-place list. Um, I think the biggest thing about Chimeramon, the reason why it's not doing as good as, as in English, what made it so broken in Japan was Icemon being at four. Right this now, like, you can fit in an Imperial, but, like, Paladin is arguably just better because you get two swings out of it. And Mastamon... Mastermon, a better card, and it's not even at the same levels. Like, you just wouldn't Jogress into it. The yeah. only other deck that, like, it's feasible for is Black War Greymon. Another deck in Japan, it was also very popular in uh, uh, Jessmon before the Savior Huck uh, limiting as essentially just, like, a second boss monster. Because, like, here in... Here in the English format, most decks were playing, like, one Gallantmon as, like, a backup boss monster. Oh, the warp did, uh, having the Gilmon's warp digi in the Gala. Yeah, but in, uh, in Japan, they were using a Chimeramon as, like, uh, like a two or three of, like, secondary boss. But, uh, it's just, you know, Huckmon, or Jessmon fell off, so, you know, plus L plus ratio. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, I thought that that was, because like, I think that was, like, more than anything out of BT-8, I think that was the card that people, like, read the most, and, or, read and said, this is going to be crazy, like, the most. Because it is, it's, like, similar to Imperial Dramon, it is a card that you read it, and you're like, oh, this is, like, nutso banana, there is never a bad time to play this card. I think the deck kind of surprised me. The most out of BT8 is Yellow Rapidmon. I never expected the deck to be so consistent, so explosive, being able to deal with so much of the meta. Yeah, it is. I am tempted to say that we come out of. I would not be surprised if we come out of this set with a hit to Yellow Hybrid. It. Not necessarily a ban maybe a limit of something as much as i love my yellow hybrids it is it would probably be the 
for the best before the year Reaper comes out? Before everybody ha- hates yellow players with a passion? I mean, they've been doing that since Fortnite, Mom, baby. <laughs> Which is crazy, because, actually... like, in hindsight, Lord Nightmon is, like, a super cool deck to sit across from, right? Because, like... There was a lot of interactions. Yeah, there's a lot of interactions. There's a lot of stuff where, like, it definitely feels bad when they just, like, play, like, Nightmon, Nightmon, Lord Knight Effect, drop another dude, wipe your board. Come on. Like... Lord Nightmon swing, drop Nightmon slash Angel was best play ever. Yeah, and, like, it felt bad when that shit happened to you, but also there was, like, plenty of times where, like, you know, like, you just kind of, like, if you could, like, either out-aggro their recovery or, like, out-control their board, like... Looking at you, Rookie Rush. Yeah. Rookie Rush. Uh, Green Burst was a really good matchup against Lord Knight, just because pretty much everything in that deck fell underneath a Nidhogg. That was true. Nidhogg, like, it was definitely sad days. Uh... That deck was, like, very cool to sit across from. And I think that it... I think that it was just very strong at the time, and that's why it garnered such a bad reputation. I still say, to this day, out of all these formats that I've played, BT5 was my favorite. It's definitely the most fun I had playing the game, for sure. Like, it was the longest format, and we were all tired of the decks, but towards the end, we were, like, still having innovation in that format, which is kind of crazy for how long we had it. Yeah. Even, like, Security Control was, like, a deck that was annoying to play against, I'll admit, but, like, beatable, like, in just by just about anything, if you, like, tried hard enough. I think probably the scariest thing in that format is if you're a Security Control player and if you're locals towards the end of the format, finally learn how to play against Security Control. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what <laughs> happened at ours, was, like, like, the one or two people on Security Control had to, like, switch it up, because, you know... Oh shit, people know to like just hard drop their level force. <laughs> we definitely have to figure out a different way to play this now. That's unfortunate. Uh But yeah, that was a a fun little change. Uh I wanted to talk about some uh some market watch stuff. Cause I think that uh there's been a lot of movers and shakers with this set that I think hasn't... I don't want to say there's been no, like, changes to the, like, market in past sets, but, like, SRs are more expensive than ever with this new set. And uh, some cards that, like, kind of needed a reprint before or whatever are, like, hitting the starting-to-get-out-of-hand point. We are starting to get back to prices and, like, BT... I would say, like, Around BT5, a lot of stuff was very similar like this. We, uh, I mean, Shoutmons were like a dollar, two dollars, and Shoutmon was like 1.5. Lord Knights, if you were trying to get it early, you were paying about ten, eight to ten dollars. And yeah. towards the end of it, dropped to four. You had that set had so many SRs and just all yeah. arts and stuff that were just crazy. You're playing like 20 bucks for any our version of Blitz Omni. Yeah. Uh, so, the main one that I think is, like, obviously the most big target of discussion is Rapidmon. This card went on a pretty hard buyout. Uh, From 6 to 15. Yeah. And it's back down to 10, and I don't see this card going below 10. Maybe I'm crazy? I think this card is too good to drop below 10 again. Um... It depends when EXO2 
actually hits shelves, I think. If EXO 2 doesn't hit shelves at the end of this month, and say it gets delayed to like the middle of July, I think we'll have a little dip of people getting tired of yellow, selling it off, and trying to get like another big uh, deck, and we'll like get maybe eight bucks. Maybe. But I think the fact that it's like so strong outside of the deck that it's like designed to be played in is like That's just a testament to, uh, to just how crazy this card is. They don't even put it on a Terrier Mon. They put it on a Patamon. Fuck. We don't need Terrier Mon. We're better than that. Uh, but we yeah, have better alt -arts, rookies than Terrier. This is the first time that I've like seen an alt art for a card be like 40 and be like, yeah, that's just where it belongs. Yeah, that it's so good too. Definitely. It's got the little, it's got the little bunny cannon like pointed straight at you. Yeah, the whole reason I built Rapid Mon is I opened a uh, alt art Rapid in my entry for pre-release. That'll do it. And I just wanted to keep the card, so here we are. Same uh, thing happened to me with Opai Mon. Starter deck Greymon is a card still $20. still $20. Took a pretty hard dip, went down to like 10 at one point earlier this year. But uh, uh it definitely doesn't see as much play. Like it's a good card, but yeah, I think it's better just, Greymon's out there. Yeah, I think it's just like it dropped hard, but now that red is on like a Greymon deck again, I think it's gonna go back up. And I don't. I think this is a card that'll probably settle around fifteen to ten. I think that card will always cost fifteen to twenty, just because. Being well, able to we're getting give, a reprint like, of it, right? In the uh, Jessmon starter deck, right? Are we getting it in Jessmon? I think a reprint is coming. Yeah, I know a reprint of it is coming eventually. I just don't remember where. Not Jessmon. Uh, oh, it? it's in the Gammon starter deck. Ah. The hero one. And I don't think that's been announced when it's coming to English. That could, like, accidentally be, like, a Japan-exclusive nonsense. Because they are getting like a special deck box and random stuff like that. Yeah. Which that would really hurt our market if that happens. So another, I think this is one that was a very big topic of discussion. Uh, starter deck Patamon. This piece uh, of shit is like five dollars, five to seven. Hey. Mario said for at least a month and a half that you should buy your store champion ones when they were six dollars. And now this that's fun. This is true. He knows what he's talking about sometimes. It is just uh starter deck cards being expensive is a feels bad and like I get it, because there's like a very limited, no longer produced supply, but like Good lord. Oh, no. We definitely should have got like a rewave of uh, the three original starter decks again. Yeah. But this card is definitely the worst thing is like like I don't know. It doesn't even seem like it's like the strongest yellow rookie you could be playing in uh, hybrid. Maybe I'm crazy for saying that but like 
a lot of the time you aren't even like killing your opponent by reducing DP. Or well, that's not true. You got Union's Javelin, but like it feels like a lot of the time you're killing your opponent's Digimon by crashing, not by reducing. Oh, DP you're anymore. just doing it to try to get a a three cost rapid. That's the only reason. True. Well, like what else would you play? I'm well, it goes three cost- onto Terriermon, not onto Patamon. Yeah, but if you uh, delete something with Rapidmon effect, you oh gain yeah, that's right back that's true. Yeah, that's why we don't need Terriermon. We're just better than that. We have Patamon. Anyways, uh, a card that I am on Market Watch for is uh, Promo Palmon, Jamming Palmon. This card was like thirty dollars in fucking BT five format. In BT6, we got it. We finally dropped to like 9 to 12. You can reasonably get copies for. We yeah. got a reprint. And now you can get copies for like 10 to 11. And yeah. this card, 100% going up in BT9. If you have the no, money for it, buy yourself a stack. No shot, this does not go up in BT9. This is probably the best rookie in Grandis Kawakamon. Yeah, and like, did you burst crab jamming? Uh, promo Gatomon. This one's interesting because I don't think I've seen it anywhere, but it similar to Starter Deck Gatomon. This is a very powerful card when you read it. Yes, if you have a purple on board, you will have blocker, and when it is on its on play ability, if you have three or less security, recover one. Yeah, uh, and it a, is a hellside target. It's a hellside target. It's a Mastamon target. Uh. It doesn't have an inheritable, and it still, like, dies to most removal, but, you know. I think the biggest problem with the card is not that the card's not good, it's finding space in the deck. Because you have to play four of the Godomon, you play four of the Witchmon, because you want to be able to put it in security and let it pop out for free. Then, like, you play the Gengaku remote, because being able to put the Gengaku in your security, the pulling out for rush per game just an amazing interaction that exists and some decks are like going with yellow candle mon so now you need to play your wizard mon that can digimon on yellow and purple yeah it is an interesting card and it's been on the rise it dipped at down to like two dollars in march and has been slowly rising it's currently at around seven yes it is definitely a card that I have on my side, or by the side of my desk for trying in Mastermind. I think it could be a cool card, and like getting just like a Hellslife out of security and then pulling a blocker on your board could really help Mastermind sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Chimeramon, uh, an SR that, again, like we said, was talked up to be super crazy. Going for around 15. It dipped pretty hard on release down to 10. Then, like, pretty immediately climbed back up to uh, the 13 to 15 range. And I think that it's probably going to dip a little lower. I'm not going to lie. I definitely feel if, like, you're sitting on Camaramons and you're not using them right now or don't plan to use them, you definitely sell them. Yeah, because, like, they they don't go higher than this, I think, right? Like... I mean, it's definitely a good card, and it it has a chance to be good in the future, but I don't feel like 
soon it'll be good. Yeah. I just feel like it's going to get outpaced. Davis Modemia. The bane of every blue player's existence unless you started at BT 1.5. Blue Mimi. This boy is sitting at a cool, clean, and collected 18-ish dollars. 18 to 20. I and, remember uh, buying those for 10. I remember when they said we were going to get a promo of this guy in starter decks, and then they changed their mind. It's just not till October. Anyways, this guy has been the best blue tamer pretty much outside of like very specifically uh, Matt in Gabu Bond. And it's, the, it's the best blue memory tamer. Yeah. Up there with like uh, up there with Mimi and TK and just like so generically good, you'd have to, like, power creep it to do better. You search for four cards now. Search four. Add two Add two cards that are either blue or green to your hand. And yeah, like, now dual color cards even make it more broken because, oh, I can add Lytra on as my green source. Yeah. This guy has not been below $15, like, at all this year. I, yeah, I believe it. Ever since Gabubon, like, just propelled... Ever since Gabubon propelled Blue to being, like, good... I'm wrong. Because In February, he was, like, $13. But still, you like... Had, what, the big Blue deck in BT5 was Hexablock? Uh... I think Blue was still mostly, like, an Imperial Dramon deck, right? Oh, uh, you... Imperial Dramon was still seeing play in BT5. I definitely remember Kevin, like, trying to be, pull that deck out a couple times. Yeah. Uh, I don't Shout think Shout out I to Kevin saw. ruining locals. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin getting me on the game because y'all needed a fourth for locals. True. Shout out for, unfortunately, I'm the new Kevin at locals. Still don't know how I feel about that. Nah, people, uh... People have gotten very frustrated sitting across from Chivamon. I think I'm going to take the annoying person at the shop uh, moniker for this set. <laughs> That's okay. I'll gladly give it up. Everyone is very upset when I tell them, no, actually, you can't memory boost. There is a suspended Shiva. Sorry. You may not play options. Yeah, it was Hexablau during uh, BT5. That was their big deck. Boom. We actually got like some amazing blue cards that set. We got Sakuyamon that like still semi seems played today. That's where we got Coilmon. Coilmon. BT five was a really good set. <laughs> it really was. Starsmon. I had to buy like fifteen of those because every time I built a yellow deck, for some reason we played four Starsmons. Blitz Omnimon has been like the best seven since its printing. Yeah, it actually, I think this set just like had amazing level sevens. The worst level seven in the set was Armageddon, and Armageddon turned off your Omnimon abilities, though. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up on the docket, uh, potentially underrated cards. My number one on this list is Hiro Amanakawa. 
Amanokawa. Ghost Game Kid. Red Ghost Game Kid. So for the longest time now, uh, Red has had two options for memory tamers. You could either shell out like 10 to $15 for ties who give you security plus one on a full stack or uh, what's his name? The guy from the guy who punches Digimon. Marcus! Marcus Damon. He should be allowed to attack directly. And so just go into Agunimon and then he does. Uh, no, he gets to do it himself. Uh, Marcus Damon, very... Uh, very much the budget option for most red decks as a memory tamer. And I think Hero is going to unseat Marcus because oh. he's not only a memory tamer, he has a much more generic and, in a lot of cases right now, better effect. As long as your Digimon is uh, a Gamma, has Gammamon in its name or is level 5 or higher, suspend him to give it plus 2k DP. Very good against Yellow Hybrid. Uh, clears your red bosses against a lot of stuff in security right now. Uh, very, very solid. I think this guy is... I don't think he should be expensive. He's a rare, and he's got, like, two, like, stamp printings, right? He's got a pre-release and a, uh, Digifest. Yeah, he has a Digifest printing, mm -hmm. which, like, I think the Digifest went for, like, six or seven dollars, and his normal printing's going for, like, 25 to 30 cents but honestly you love to see it like you don't want any more memory tamers like davis tk mimi uh, yeah. a certain extent uh ty because yeah. there's such a generic card that every deck plays them but it's price walled and like your level sixes are like your level six and seven should be what costs you the money yeah. that's the top end of your deck yeah i would rather that like I feel like for most card games, the healthiest way for them to exist is if, like, cores are expensive and staples are cheap, which is unfortunately yeah. not how secondary markets work. Yeah, definitely, like, uh, your staples are something that everybody wants to use, so they're going to be expensive. Yeah. It feels bad for anybody that, like, gets into this game now. Because, oh, I want to play blue. I need three to four Davis. Oh, those are going to cost me like $20 a piece. Half, the game like... is climbing in price, unfortunately. I remember that when uh, when I got in in BT5, I built green burst control for like under $50. I think I built it for like 40-something. And that was like a tier 1.5 deck. I 100% remember complaining that I had to spend $10 for Magna Andromons and was debating it for several weeks, and now they're $45. Yeah, I picked up uh, I picked up Altart uh, Nidhoggmons at like $17 apiece. Altarts in this set are going for like $30 apiece. Yeah, I know. I picked up all of our sword defeats for like... 55 to 60 and for the most part they've stayed there but now yeah, they're, they're like 75 yeah i think that this is a game that uh as it grows i think they are going to have to implement a reprint policy that is more effective than occasionally putting promos inside product how would you want to see reprints would you want to see it sprinkled out through a set or would you want like 
oh, we've done five sets. Let's do, like, some of the top cards from this set in one pack, like a history pack. I am not a game designer, so I don't know how it would be most... Because, like, Magic the Gathering uh, is, like, I guess, like, if we were to look at, like, the staple examples, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! has a lot of side sets that focus on reprints. Yeah. Uh, Magic does the same thing. You know, we have, like, master sets that are designed to put reprints into the mark into the hands of players. Uh, I think reprint sets is maybe the way to go. We don't have a rotating format, though, so it's weird, right? Because, like... Yeah. It's not like, like you can say, oh we can put Mimi in the standard format again, you know? It's gonna be like, uh, Mimi is too expensive, it needs a reprint. <laughs> the biggest thing, too, is do we have enough cards that need a reprint to justify a whole reprint set? I don't think the, we do yet. And I think the that's the best thing to do is tournament packs. Like, let's make our tournament packs better, because right now we're gonna be on tournament pack 5 pretty soon? Yeah, I'll and... tell you, I, uh, at our last locals, I went undefeated, right? Got the winner's pack and a tournament pack. Yeah. I got one uncommon out of each of them, and that, like, did not feel good, you know? I remember, right, the next tournament pack, like, just feels bad, because that's like a blossom on. Which, uh, green players are very excited for, I will tell you. That has been, like... One of the best green cards printed. Okay, so we have Kodomon. A Lord Knight Digimon that was maybe played as a 2 of, was not played as a 4 of. Eosmon. Nobody asked for an Eosmon Altar. Nobody wanted the regular Eosmon. And then Blossomon. Like, those are going to be the three cards in our tournament pack 5. And, you know, we could have had Security Protect Greymon. We could have had Davis... We could add another copy of Mimi. It's like $8. If you want the original box topper, you're paying 30 Yeah. Man, uh, Tournament Pack 3 really was like a banger, wasn't it? Yeah, got, like, Tournament got, Pack 3. You got a Tamer and like their full associated line. So half the time, say... even if you got like a dud Tamer, you still probably got like a good Altart Rookie out of it. I'll say Shout my biggest complaint about it was uh, Black Tie. Black Tie did not need the reprint. Red Tie definitely needed the reprint. That is true. They made the wrong call on that, and it's very unfortunate. Which is crazy, because I think in the Black slot, I'm pretty sure Black Izzy also needed the reprint more at the time, didn't it? Uh, Black Izzy would have been a better reprint. I don't think Black Izzy was ever, like, expensive. During security control, I think I spent, like, four dollars on all arts like yeah. it never was crazy not even out of like a price thing just out of like a like player and accessibility thing. yeah player yeah. interest and like stuff like that it probably would have been the better reprint for black in general uh yellow kari i the thing with that was nobody was playing yellow kari but the uh Sabons were good like that was a good reprint yeah same thing with uh, Izzy, the Altart Tentamon was a banger. Yeah, like, nobody played the Izzy, really, but, like, uh, uh, that's all play. Uh, 
speaking of, man, you want to talk about a fall from grace. Uh, Tentelman went from, like, best green rookie to not even played anymore. <laughs> That's not... But, I think a lot of decks are still playing him as a two-of, and I think they're coping because green is on, like, 11 to 12 non-Digimon at this point. And it feels bad when he whiffs. Still have, uh... Still have Terriermon. Block your Terriermon. You're remember, right. Your You're right. Uh, and I think it's a sham that the memory blocker of a color is the best rookie in an archetype. Did we get our Tamer Party Volume 4 installed? Uh, let me look. I don't remember what's all in Tamer Party Volume 4. It was a weird Vilemon, a Tankmon, and an Optimon. I do not remember getting these cards. Internet's going a little slow. Oh, we don't do Tamer Party in that store. That's right, we don't. Yeah, because I did not ever see these cards. I think they did, like, one Tamer Party and we never did it. Honestly, I hate the participation park right, pack right now. I could care less about these ghost game cards. I don't think they're going to do anything to the meta. Uh, in a, I think it's in BT10, Green gets Angoramon support. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, I don't think these do anything. I was heartbroken yesterday. I was, like, looking at stuff. I saw a deck list that claimed to be, like, a deck capitalizing on a Jellymon or whatever her name is. Yeah. And it was pretty much just a blue All Force Vitramon deck. Uh, I was just seeing more blue All Force Vitramon trying to be played after we got the promos and the boxes. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think the deck has legs. I just think that it is... I don't think it does enough, you know? Yeah. Like, it Honestly, just, like, though, it restands a blue guy, like, once a turn, right? Yeah. Round of applause to, like, Bandai for figuring out how to do, like, entry promos. Gone is the days of, like, uh, Pulse Mons being $30 a piece, and you only could get them through a online digital client testing of it. Yeah. And... Doing it through a uh, pre-release. Yeah. Throwback to I, no. I was gonna I was gonna say throwback to Rookie Rush, but I never want to remember that again. Why not? Rookie Rush was a great fair deck. Rookie Rush made me want to pull my hair out. I mean, it was a fair it it was a fairish deck. Only because I feel like the thing I hated the most about Rookie Rush was there was a point where it was like. If you if you got like a flex slot in your deck, uh, put the put that motherfucker with cargo shorts in there, you know. Uh, Takumi. Yeah, put Takumi Iba in your deck. Takumi, yeah, Takumi Iba. Ugly, fucking jet set radio looking motherfucker. Best old art tamer in the game. No, it's not. You can see his ugly <laughs> cargo pants. It gets worse. I mean, it can't be as bad as JP's gender outfit. Man. Okay. You want to talk about... The the last thing I had on the docket was uh, cards that like we think are underrated. 
Yeah. I think that low-key, like, we've seen that, like, blue hybrid is better than everyone thought. I think that red and green hybrid may also have legs in this, or red hybrid uh, did it's really topping. well. Yeah. Well, it did really good in EX2 in Japan. <coughs> and then uh, I think green hybrid is potentially a thing we could see uh, this format, I want to say. like. Uh... So with red hybrid, we have been seeing lists outside of the United States, like Latin America, where we're getting like top eight finishes, which is crazy because I don't even think we're getting top eight finishes during... Uh, hybrid format yeah and best thing of all reds are down you're buying ancient gray mods for 20 you're buying promo goonimon for like six you're not even playing the gray mon uh ember gray mon anymore and like you're just trying to go fast because if you can outpace yellow hybrid no other deck matters if you can outpace that deck you can outpace anything yeah uh, Green Hybrid is a deck that I think uh, it's very budget, which is very it good is. because in the in the rising price of the game, I think a deck whose boss monster is, whose whose entire core is commons and rares is I think a very yeah. good thing. Uh, I think the highest rarity thing in the deck is honestly like the one of Shimamon and then Mimi. Chief Mom's only like 30, 40 cent. The yeah. most expensive card in that deck's Mimi, hands down. Yeah. Like, Box Topper JPs are, I think, like, still under $3. Hold on. Box Topper JP is currently sitting at. Load, please. No, Logan. $2. Like, holy shit, I might buy my three that I still need, like, right now. Because, <laughs> like, I think at a local... Uh, I don't see this taking, like, tournaments down. But I think this is still a deck that, like, you can take to your locals or you can take to, like, a True Champs event. And, like, probably do really well with. Because, like, you can go into Ancient Beetle, you can go into Horse Gaming... You can go into Shivamon because it's an insectoid. Uh, I think Rhino and honestly just like piercing is like really good right now with because uh... like if you think about it like a, a lot of people are leaving their board open. People are leaving their board open. Also an un uh, Ancient Beetlemon is a 13k like it is unbuffed. It it beats over everything uh, up until, like, you run into the other 13Ks, at which point, you know, like, if you're playing Mono Green Hybrid, Starter Deck Palamon puts you over it. Uh, Agumon puts you over it. Minimon Egg puts you over it. I think it is... Green Hybrids, one of their worst matchups that they definitely have to lab is uh, Armor Rush. Yeah, I think Green in general is just... Uh bad against that deck because it just pops off too fast for green to handle it's it's i don't even want to say it's because it goes too fast i think it goes off in a way that green can't interact with right like you can't really yeah. punish. green can't really punish low level decks 
outside of Nidhogmon. Like, against Yellow Hybrid, your best bet was Argomon. And, like, that's a Digimon that, as uh, as baller as this guy was in BT7 format, is ultimately uh. not a good card. Yes. Did I disconnect? Can you still hear me? Oh, no, I think I disconnected. One second. Can you hear Why me now? Are you? Swag, okay, all right, we're back. That sure was weird. That was... We love Discord. Anyways... I thought my internet just crapped out. That might be what happened. Uh, but anyways, like I was saying, uh, against decks that go low and wide, uh, you'd think that Nidhogg is the ultimate out, but really, like... Uh, you can't really recover, and you can't really threaten lethal in the way most other decks can. Yeah. So you kind of just have to, like, start ahead and stay ahead in green. That's and, true. And, uh, unfortunately right now, there's just good cards in people's security stacks. Like, uh, like last format, like, uh, level 6 Argomon was very good, Ooh, but, like... yeah. But also, like a very beatable boss monster you can start seeing that as a tech again in like yellow i feel like at first rapid bond wasn't like using their eggs or like their tamers as much for the dp uh, reduction but i'm starting to see it like used more and more yeah so it, it could be I think, useful i think with even honestly just like the popularity of blue hybrid also it might not hurt to play one like argomon in a list yeah, Argomon's definitely one of those Digimon that it's just always good. But while we're on the subject of level 6 Argomons, what about Security Tech plus 1 Argomon? I've been thinking about trying that in Shivamon, I'm not gonna lie. I think that that card is interesting. My only concern is it's an 1100. Mm. Which is uh, really bad right now, because even like... Like, the weakest level 6s right now are 12Ks. You have Pulsemon, right? Uh, you do play Pulsemon and you play Exermon, but, like, it's also just that, like, honestly, those are usually only giving you, like, 1K a piece. If you're on both of them, you're a 13. See, the only problem with that is Dragon Mode and Maximo. Yeah, but, like, those are both, like, pretty popular. True. Also, Susan's and Security, when they happen. Susan's and Security are just sad days no matter what. I don't care what you're playing. You're not beating Susan. Yeah, but it feels worse to lose your, uh, to lose your, like, Security plus two attacker than it does to feel your, your Argomon that already wiped a board. That's true, but, like... What's the only thing surviving Susan? Jamming Vmon? Jamming XVmon? <laughs> Yo, we found the deck that beats Yellow Hybrid. Just give all the little guys jamming, it's fine. Oh, while we're on that subject, the secret, is the secret of secret text that could possibly be good in Armor Rush. Leopardmon. Shut up, oh my god. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, you 
a Pyoge pod. Did you pop into that Leopard pod? Pop a Magna, a Light Dramon, or a Flame Dramon out of your stack, and all your level 4 lowers have jamming now. It's a good way to pass turn. Anyways, I was going to say, the reason I think that Green Hybrid still has legs is because uh, Beetle, uh, Beetlemon is a searcher. Which, uh, Beetlemon is five... the stupidest car ever made. Beetlemon in, is a very pow is I think uh, way better than people gave it credit for when we went into BT seven. Did you evolve one search a beetle and a hybrid? Yeah, search a search a hybrid and a JP. And a JP. Uh, the only thing it doesn't grab is your level sixes, but like in green you have uh, so many draws that like you're probably hitting another one before you need it anyways. Boko searches your level six too. Boko does search your level sixes. Uh, I think that green hybrid still has legs in this format. Oh yeah, it definitely does. I think any high, uh, well no, not any hybrid deck. I would dare not bring uh, the Church of Cherubi to a tournament right now. Unfortunately, that deck owned that deck. I think that deck was never very strong, but it was always fun to play. It was so fun, like. The Church of Cherubi was a lifestyle. But, uh, yeah. That was, uh, that was all the talking points that I had for us today. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up? No, I, People play more with, uh, Boncho Stingmon. Good card. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're big Boncho Stingmon fans in this house. It's, it's the whole, like, uh, knife under the pillow thing, right? Like, the man with one Boncho Stingmon in his deck is a fool every game but one. <laughs> I'm just saying, you Boncho Stingmon, one person, they're sad. Then you Valdorm on top of your Boncho Stingmon, and you just ruined their day. That's what I wanted to get to. So, green, I, I wanted to bring this up, I forgot. Green decks, so level 7s have been like, they kind of fell off in popularity when EX1 came out, just because like... Most decks wanted to leave their level 6 in play for most of the game. Yeah, except uh, for the Bond decks. Yeah, but the Bond decks went into what was basically a level 6 that was called a level 7. It was a super rookie. Yeah. Uh, but I think that Green should start playing Balderarm again. Green should get its own level 6. <laughs> Green has a level 6. What do you mean? Do you mean a level 7? I mean seven, yeah. Yeah. Like a level seven, I don't know. They share chaos. They share both chaos mons, but yellow and uh, black. Yeah. But also, I want like a yellow level seven. Yeah, I also feel like green uses the chaos mons more than yellow and black do, right? Like, Knight, uh, I think Lord Knight used Valder Arm, but I don't think black ever used chaos mon, did it? I don't think blacks ever used chaos mon. Yellow. Uh, you maybe played it in Lord Nightmon. You really didn't. Like, you you played maybe one of, maybe two. Uh, Valdorm saw the most play, probably in Security Control, just because you Magna Anja, then you went into Angemon, and then you, uh, Valdorm on top of that. Yeah. That I, was uh, just the play. I know words. But yeah, I think that uh, with the problem with green being that your boss monsters either are Nidhogg, who does something once and they're just a 13k, yeah, or Shivamon, who is like very easy to beat in a lot of matchups. Uh, 
Play one of Valderon. Worst case scenario, you send it to the bottom off of a search. One thing I have started experimenting with in my green decks, and I have not decided how I want to go with it, I am playing one Chaos and one Valder. Just to, like, see if I want a little more aggro, if I want more control. I haven't really decided yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anything you wanted to bring up? No, I think we covered everything. Uh, definitely if you're a new player, look into hybrid decks. A lot of the stuff's relatively cheap right now for what the, it is. Yeah, the core of yellow hybrid, because I was looking at this the other day. All the hybrid stuff in yellow hybrid is dirt cheap. It's once you start getting into, like, the TKs. Yeah, once you start getting into, like, a BT7, like, set constructed deck is cheap. Green hybrid is pennies, uh, and it's fun. It just bricks. Uh, blue hybrid, pretty cheap. Oh, one thing that feels really bad right now is uh, how much your memory boosts are costing you. If you did not buy starter deck all force a gallon, they're they? like three dollars. Eh, that's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be when you said that. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, they came in a starter deck. I think if you need every color, you might as well just buy a starter deck. Yeah, that's true. I accidentally traded away my red ones, because I Ooh. I traded our buddy David a, uh, just like the whole Jessmon deck, because I, oh, yeah. I hate, I did not enjoy the deck, and my red boosts were in it when I traded it to him. Uh, yeah, blue, uh, regular blue memory boost is only like 150. Uh, yeah, alt, so... alt arts are like near 10. Uh, what oh, they're down. Okay, they're down to like a buck a piece. That's... Yeah, regulars are down except for like yellow and I think black. And then the uh, alt arts are up. Yeah. I mean. Which I think that those are some of the best alt arts in the game. I'm not going to lie. Oh, they are. They, they're very amusing. I own the yellow and purple ones and I will not be trading them off. I do want I... a blue one though. I've got a pair of the greens. I have a blue one. I like that he's eating a snow cone. It's just chill. Yeah, I do have a blue one. I have a red blue, though. True. Plus, I'm about to buy... I'm pretty positive, like, within two weeks, we're going to try to build red hybrid. I would be down to try and lab that. Like, uh... Hopefully, uh... In some of these next shows, we can actually have results from tournaments. Yeah, with, like, red topping, hopefully. I definitely plan to try to get more into tournaments than I currently am. Oh, yeah, same. I think this is, uh... I already told you this. I think this is the card game that I want to, like, yeah. get into, into. Like, I've been playing Magic for years. I kind of got back on Yu-Gi-Oh! recently, but, like... I think Digimon is the card game that I enjoy the most when I'm playing it. And that I enjoy talking about the most. Yeah, I definitely We're doing a podcast been... about it, you know? Yeah, I've been on a hiatus since uh, last regionals. Gonna clutch that invite, but new, you know, we got new regionals. It's time. It is time. Got store championships probably in a couple months. Got to start prepping for that. So yeah, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know exactly what our schedule on like this is gonna be. Uh, but. Uh, that was very fun, and we'll see y'all next time. Remember, always have your poncho stigma already.
One of Boncho's Stigmon. Surprise them. Oh, no. They'll never see it coming. Persona 5. They'll definitely <laughs> ask what card that is. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's the end of the stream. Boncho Stigmon.